Welcome to Godmore Unlocked episode 80, the PAX East episode. Matt and I are back from PAX East and we've got a $35 Wild Bill soda mug also joining us on the episode That's today. my trophy. This is the, uh, yeah, there we go. I hope that comes through. Uh, that should be our it's new thing. Like do. in between topics, we'll go. Yeah, <laughs> ring the bell. So uh, we got a lot to talk about both PAX wise and other news. Um, there was Xbox Series X specs this week, a ton of ton of good stuff, but let's start with PAX, because that was our second year there. Uh, let's just start in general. How did you, how did you, I mean, there was a lot of talk ahead of time, because Sony pulled out, um, Square canceled their conference, but still had a pretty big presence. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was good, but let's, let's face it, it was in the shadow of coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> and... You know, I was listening to somebody else's podcast today, and they they said what we were saying last week that they thought PlayStation Five was going to be revealed. Yeah. And uh, so you know, in that sense, it was a little bit disappointing. Yeah. Because like, as I was walking the floor the entire time, I was just thinking, what could have been? Yeah. What could have? I mean, like if PS Five was revealed at that show, yeah, that would launch the show. Oh yeah. To a new level. Yeah, like, for sure. And, and us living so close to it and being able to drive yeah. to it every year. That would have been so cool. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just such a missed opportunity. The, th- the thing is, though, is like when I, because like the big, the biggest games that were there playable were Doom Eternal and the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. Well, I guess you'd lump Animal Crossing in there for oh, some hell. ungodly reason. Oh hell yeah! But those, though, the big games, like so, you can't really play them. Well, so like. I'm not like disappointed so much that I didn't get to play The Last of Us 2 because the chances, and they were doing it by appointment. And well, blah, 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 blah. It, but I was like, even if it was here, I mean, the, the PS5 reveal would be a whole different thing. That's like in a theater, like you go, like it's a presentation, not yeah. like, you know. Yeah. Um, but so like, in retrospect, I wasn't really disappointed that we missed out on The Last of Us 2 because would we even been able to play it anyways? I don't know. But now you say that, but I was thinking about it afterwards. Had all those other big games been there, yeah, it would have actually been easier to play the other all stuff. Them, yeah, you're probably right. It would have been more spread out. Because it would have been more spread out. Yeah. But since every since you know it was so concentrated, it became infinitely yeah. hard. I had a, a very hard time playing any game yeah. in this show. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, for sure. And, and I mean, we I, we didn't get to play House of the Gun Dead, yeah, yeah. which should, and I in was my get mind, not. I mean, with all due respect to it, I love it. You now the Gun Dead stuff and our uh, Gungeon stuff, but it's like the line for that was at least like an hour yeah. long. Well, and it seemed like they were giving each person like about an hour A to long play time. it. <laughs> and I wonder if because they were expecting one thing from the show, and then you know so many people pulled out, and yeah, thus. Like we were just discussing, it got really concentrated on just a few games. Yeah, I wonder if they didn't recalibrate for that. Like they didn't anticipate the focus that would be on. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, I, I know one of the weird things that I kept thinking about, and I've been talking about to people who've been asking me how it was and stuff, was that how. Anytime I tried to shake someone's hand, a lot of people were like, yeah. ah, they put their elbow out, oh, yeah. like, because everybody was so conscious. And, uh, I, well, all I, the people walking around in face masks. Yeah. I, I started laughing because, uh, and you took my picture with Harris Heller, that famous YouTuber. 
And I was like, this could, there could really be two he- great headlines here. Because I shook his hand. He had just walked through the oh, door. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I'm trying not to shake hands. And I'm like, so it could, the headline could be, Upstate New York mayor kills famous YouTuber with coronavirus. Yep. Or the other way around, famous YouTuber kills small town mayor with yeah. coronavirus. Which would have been, uh, I don't know, great, great memes there, I guess. But well, you know, it's funny, though, is... Luckily, Harris and I are Before both the alive. show, we were like, you know, what pulling out for coronavirus. That's such a that's such a weak excuse. Yeah. And then here today, the headline comes out: Rhode, Rhode Island, Island has a case of coronavirus. Yeah. So it's like, well, it's I, happening. I guess it really is happening. Yeah. I well, mean, it is in this region now. And I, you know, one of the most interesting, you know, introspective conversations I had the whole time. I was telling you that I talked to Zotac, and they make graphics cards and other hardware. And, and the guy was really, like, open about it and really nice and insightful. He said, our factory in China, that's our main manufacturer. The whole company is based in China, not just their manufacturing. The whole, they're a Chinese company. The employees were all from China. He said, our factory is at 5% capacity right now, which means because of the virus, which means we have no, literally, our year, 2020, we have no inventory. We have none. So we have to totally change the way that our company is doing business the rest of this year. We need to do something else. We need to totally think on our feet and change our strategy for what we're going to do for the next. Because how do we make money if we can't sell anything? Yeah. And he and he said, look, he's like, look around. Not everybody might be talking about this, but in the background, that's what they're all facing. Yeah, I mean, I know we're, we're drifting away from video games here, but, I mean, it really feels like we're – we're actually at the beginning of this, not, yeah. not the ending. That's what's scary. And that is what's scary. Yeah. We were talking about this before we started the show here in that, you know, there's there's been some new developments in the coronavirus. And uh, so it, it does feel like we're actually at the beginning, not the end, not even close to the end. We hope it's close to the end, but we don't know. Yeah. We I mean, know. hopefully the only thing that it could be seasonal, we don't know. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they find it like a, a cure or something. Yeah. And uh, then only, and then and only then can we uh, be spared from what we're going through. But it, it, it it's getting bad. I and mean, it, it, they just canceled all. They literally just canceled all of Game Developers Conference. Yeah. So Damn. the next question people ask: Will they cancel E3? It's yeah. only three months down the well, road. I mean, China's China and Europe. They're starting to shut down their sports leagues. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it's it's really amazing. Could go anywhere. Yeah, it's really amazing. Just. How, how much this coronavirus it's story affecting is. gaming just like anything else. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, so I have a bunch of topics here that I wanted to hit on. You know, it, I don't know if you want to chip in wherever you want yeah, or anything you want to talk about. Um, so I, I spent a lot of time in both the Devolver booth and the, the New Blood booth so at devolver they revealed sludge life which was awesome because i got to talk with literally it's a two-man development team and they were there just standing watching people play their game which was just i was enjoying watching them because like i was watching the developers watch somebody else play their game and they were like talking back and forth to each other like she doesn't know that she has this ability, you know, yeah. like he, he, they were like literally like kind of like taking notes. Oh, so like, they're like almost like a focus test. Yeah. Yeah. So like, he's like, she doesn't know that she can glide. Literally she blows up in the air, falls to her death. Cause she didn't know that. <laughs> so he, so he was like saying like, we need to make it more clear that they have the glide ability. You know? Yeah. And, um, 
they were just really like, like they were talking about where they got the idea for the game you know how they made the music how their now infamous double butthole cat came to be um it was just really cool to be there with like it's just a two-man game and like they're just talking to me like like you and i are talking like that was just a cool experience you know, in the 1960s, they had the tie-dyed peace sign as, as a symbol of their generation. Naval <laughs> and and for, for this generation, it is the double butthole yeah. licking itself. <laughs> I also got to play Fall Guys, which is that game show, Battle Royale. I think you got to watch some of it, right? Yeah. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, Because it it's like Mario Party, gorgeous, yeah. but Battle Royale. Like, yeah. Very clever. Yeah, I thought that's it. And I'm wondering now, will Mario Party... Steal Proper the idea. steal the idea for the next Mario Party. Uh, I played it. It was really fun. I'm definitely looking forward to playing more. I'll be streaming it. Uh, if you haven't heard of it, check it out. It's You run around as this little simple-looking character, and there's all these obstacles. I don't, what was that show that Mike O'Malley was the host of when we were kids? There was like obstacle courses, you know what I'm saying, that they'd have to get through. Yeah. Like there, do you mean the game show? Like the It's on Nickelodeon. Game? Yeah. Yeah. The, the one where they're like in the video game? No, no, no. Uh or was it I think he Double may have posted Dare that. Or whatever? Maybe it was that. Maybe it was Double Dare. But there was always like like obstacle courses that they had to like go oh, through and yeah, I crazy things would happen and yeah, I, it's okay. like that yeah. but in Battle Royale. Yeah. There's no combat per se. I know what you're talking about. No, now that's gonna haunt me. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about and I haven't thought about it in like twenty five years, so then there was Disc Room, and uh, you know New Blood is a developer that we saw at a panel last year, and they've grown a lot. They've got a bunch of new games. They're looking for to establish a home base because they're growing. And they literally talked to me about like coming to look at Whitney Point because all they want is they're like we need cheap space. That's it. We don't need to be anywhere. Yeah. Just where can we put some people for low cost? And they're like, it's either going to be middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, or middle of nowhere, New York, or Massachusetts, or I was just like, how did this conversation That's come incredible. To be? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's awesome. That'd be, that'd be so nice for this area if we could get that done. Yeah, it would be. Um, what would you say was a, your favorite game that you saw all together? Oh, or maybe yeah, you can't take a, just one. That, yeah, that's a tough one. The one that intrigued me the most, and I didn't get to play it, though, is... Disc room. Yeah. I, I when I saw that, I was just like, wow, that's uh, you know, I see you got a listed here, but that really was the one that of all the games, that was the one I kind of hoped I could get to, but I, I did. It's a game that you could demo perfectly on a, on the floor like that. Oh yeah. Like because you can yeah. watch it for thirty seconds and know what yeah. it's about. You know, and it's kind of funny as a result of the coronavirus because you know we're talking about the show getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I mean, Pax East really started as like a an independent show. Yeah. And. Uh, it really sort of felt like it got back to the to its roots with all the big guys, you know. Yeah. Hightailing it, and obviously little guys like New Blood, they have to be there. They yeah. can't pull out. They can't afford to yeah. really. Um, so it was just cool to you know have the spotlight back to the little games. I was gonna ask. So Matt got screamed at at the Square Enix booth oh, yeah. because there was no filming in the Final Fantasy yep. area. Did you get the woman screaming at you on camera? Uh, I did, but I don't know if I got the audio. <laughs> I hope she. I want to see it and then retrospect yeah. now. So what? this is what I, I don't mean, understand. There were two of them, and they there were was both of them. They were screaming as though I just <laughs> shot somebody. Uh, uh, sir, sir, you can't record in here. You can't record. You know. So this is what I don't understand though. Is that game is out in April? 
Yeah. So like 40 days. And they're telling you you can't film it. I just pretended like I I, I wasn't aware. Didn't you that not acknowledge them? Didn't you not acknowledge them? Yeah, yeah I just pretended just like going. I didn't. Like I was just pretending I was going down the line yeah, to yeah. show the line. Yeah. Um, but you know, <laughs> and, and if I caught aspects of the game in the background, oh, yeah, so be you it. know. That, but what's that, what what's can like, I do? The game is out. Like, the, yeah. First of all, it's a remake. Everyone has already. It's not anything new. Well, it is, but it's not. Uh, but it's a, like. They're telling you not to cover the game. Well, it's out. Yeah. Like in 40 days, and, and everybody there is playing it. And if you, don't like want, it's a, if you don't want people to take pictures of your game, don't put it on the show well, floor. That's what I was going to say is I got a private demo of Psychonauts 2. Exactly. And they, they put it, like they had curtains, they had this big box. You had to walk through this, like almost like a small maze to get there. And they had like a miniature theater set up. And they had a person talking to you. So if they didn't want you to film it, they could literally tell you face-to-face. Because you're sitting there. Yeah. They have your full attention. Exactly. So, yeah. It was it, playable on the show floor. So, so I told I told my girlfriend about the experience. And she was actually a little upset with me for not following the rules. But I said to her, you know, I paid money to get in the door. And they said I could have a camera and I can take pictures. Yeah. You know, like, there was no rule. No. They were trying to you enforce a rule that, that wasn't a rule. And it's not enforceable. Yeah. So that's why I said I did it. It's not like, it's and not I like said, you know, like you they asked, didn't throw me out because they can't. It's like, not they didn't like you asked break to rule. play it and then you got up there and you like pulled out your phone. Yeah. And like, you know, like you were just filming the floor and from the floor where cameras are low. Yeah. If they didn't want me to do that, they need to put it behind the And their reasons doors. for doing it to me are beyond, well, they're beyond me. The yeah. game is almost out. Though, so, I mean, we, we did come to and the And it's agreement. a remake for God's sake. We did come to the agreement that I bet if, the, if, if I really pushed it, I bet they could get me thrown out, even though Probably. even though it it really should be allowed. Yeah. Um, just because Square Enix is obviously worth a lot more than I am. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm sure if I really did annoy them, they could get me yeah. tossed. But you know, that's why I did a quick drive by. Yeah. They probably would have. They packs people probably would have warned you first. You know, like yeah. don't if we see you with that out again, we're yeah. gonna throw you out or whatever. But. Um, so here was the, the most random but awesome encounter that I had the whole time. And I was just walking, literally just walking around. I, yeah, this has to be the coolest I thing. must have lapped the place like 15 times. Oh, me too. And so I walked by the Platinum booth, and standing in the middle of nowhere, literally, there's not a single person near him, back to the wall, just standing there, arms crossed, as a Japanese male. And I'm like, this guy looks familiar. And I walk up to him. And I said, "Are you who you th- are you who I think you are?" And he's like, like makes this face. <laughs> and I'm like, "Are you Hideki Kamiya?" And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> I'm like, "Wow!" I, I kind of had this like nerd out moment, you know, yeah. where I was like, "Wow!" Like it's that's crazy. Like thanks for coming to the you know Philadelphia to PAX, and you know it's an honor to meet you. And he's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, so I just saw your new game, Project GG. It looks pretty cool. He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a really exciting time for, for Platinum. You guys have four games in development, right? It's like, yeah, four. All right, well, can I get my picture with you? <laughs> there wasn't, like, much of an exchange of, like, because I, I just didn't have it planned. Like, I was just walking along, and I just ran into Hideki Kamiya. Like, yeah. what the heck? Like, yeah. the guy who made Resident Evil 2, Devil May Cry, Beautiful it, Joe, it, like... It, it, it's funny. Okami. I always think wonderful of wonderful one oh one. I always think of PAX East as being like a, a secondary show. Yeah. Sort of like, you know, it's not E three. 
It's not GDC. Well, E3 is not E3 anymore. But you're right. Exactly. And, and that gets sort of back to what we were just discussing. Unfortunately, not having the PS5 reveal, maybe. We don't know, I guess. But, like, what, what could have been? Well, I, I think, and I've been saying it, you know, I think this is the direction it's going to go that, aside from E3, who had everything to lose because they were the biggest, I think all these shows are going to keep getting bigger because... Everybody wants to, somebody wants to steal the headline at, at each show, you know. So each show, I think, is going to start attracting a, a heavy hitter, so to speak, unless there is a worldwide health crisis. So yeah, I, I met Hideki Kamiya by complete choice. Did you see the trailer for his new game? Um, the Wonderful 101? No, no, no. Uh, it's called Project GG. So oh, no, I didn't it's see It's his, like, next game. So... They're calling Beautiful Joe and Wonderful 101 and then Project GG Hideki Kamiya's Hero Trilogy. So this one, you play as a hero. Do you know who Ultraman is? Yeah. I had to Google it. Like a giant. You don't know who Ultraman is? No, I didn't. Come on. So that's basically his new game is like that. Like you're going to be fighting like giant, you know, like that's what I assume. It's just a teaser trailer. Um, so wait, is it Ultraman or is it just like someone? It's like not Ultraman. Ultraman. It's like Ultraman. Okay. Yeah, kind of like how Beautiful Joe is like a Power Ranger kind of. Yeah. But not really. Yeah. But it looks pretty cool, so I'm excited to see what he's. I really wish, in retrospect, I was thinking like, what could I have asked him? You know, and I wanted to ask him two things, and I don't know if he would comment on either. What did he think of the Resident Evil 2 remake? Because Resident Evil 2 was his game. His baby. And then something about Scalebound. Like, what happened? Oh. What happened with... And he probably would have said, oh. like, I can't tell you. Yeah, yeah. Because he was the director. Boy, I mean, if he was... He might have got was, mad. Yeah, if he was, um, like, not interested in you uh, to begin with, yeah. if you asked him about Scalebound, he'd probably be like, get the hell away from but me. But I, I feel like it, I would have been, like, he probably was learning said, something. He probably would have said, oh, no, speak English. Or something. Yeah. You know, like, he probably would, for legal reasons they probably can't talk about it yeah. honestly. And he probably doesn't want to talk about probably it. Probably not. Gets asked he wants to move on. Yeah. But and that's what I was trying to focus on was the like his new game and you know Platinum has four games for the first time ever in development. I got to meet him. That literally he could have like given me the middle finger and if I got my picture with him I would have been happy. So yeah. I met Hideki Kamiya. So we're in the big time now. Yeah. So. um I wanted to talk about this, and I'll let you take this one first. So a report came out this week, right before PAX, that employee morale at Mixer is just, like, really bad. That the company Mixer is part of Microsoft, part of Xbox, but just the morale is is bad. That for whatever reason, it didn't really identify just that things aren't going well over there. The two co-founders left about a year ago. Uh, Mixer had made some big moves in signing Ninja and Shroud and so on. And these streaming wars have broken out. And Mixer fired the first shot, really. And they had one of the bigger booths at PAX. Um, but what do you what do you make of all this? Where do you think Mixer stands in the in the mix? Um, yeah, I see what you did and the, there. The future of the company. I see what you did or there. Service, I guess I should call. That was it. very clever. Um, did you see that video of, like, they had, like, an all-hands-on-deck meeting? At Mixer? Yeah. 
where they dis- where mm. they discussed um, the situation, you know, of the low morale. Yeah. And so this the, leak or something? Oh yeah, yeah. And it was like the you know, was it like the shaky team? Cam? It, was, it was like the team manager. Yeah. It really wasn't that uh, shaky, but I mean, it was sort of low quality. So yeah. I don't know if someone this was wasn't just like sort an of like officially released. I, I don't think so, but I don't know. Um, anyway, so the team manager is like, you know, we don't have problems. We really don't. Yeah. I mean, if you got problems, you got to leave. She. She was just so, you know, like my way or the highway. Yeah, like corporate. Yeah, and I just get the feeling like the type of people that would work at, at Mixer. Yeah. Like that. that's probably the worst way to engage them. Yeah, I would say based on who I talked to at PAX, I would say you're right. Um, so I don't know. I Maybe they need change of leadership there. Yeah. I don't know how you're going to resolve that. It is a little disappointing. I mean, it's got to be hugely disappointing the, the amount of resources that they pu- uh, put into this and they're just just not, paying ninja and shroud alone they're, they're not saying well yeah and you know i think i really do believe they have the best tech i think of so too. any of the streaming I services think so, too. so it's got to be really frustrating like you, you went out you bought some really good streamers you got the best tech and yet you're just not seeing those returns yeah so I mean, they're growing but at a very slow pace yeah so, I mean, I don't know. They, they are a little bit disadvantaged, just a little bit, I think, compared to, like, Facebook, mm-hmm. who, you know, just has, like, such a built-in... Yeah, community. Two billion people. Yeah, user base. YouTube. Two, how many billions of people use YouTube? Yeah. Already. Yeah. So, I, I mean, then again, it is sort of the default app for Xbox, which yeah. you would think would le- level the playing field a little bit, but... You'd think they'd also integrate it more into Windows if they could. Yeah. But people hate that. They yeah. hate when they you force, force. Yeah. Which is weird. No, they hate when Microsoft forces you. Yeah, you're right. Like you're Apple right. forces you to you're use right. all of you're Apple exactly stuff. You're exactly right. And and people do. Whenever it. Windows does anything, it's like, ah! well, it's like the pitchforks come out. You know, I think it's partly because PC is supposed to be like. The freedom, the, yeah. the, the freedom yeah. option where yeah. you're free to choose whatever when you, you want. When you buy your phone, you know you're limited to the Yeah, phone. whereas when you when you sign up with Apple, like you know you're getting the Apple experience. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. So I think maybe that's why, but I don't know. I don't know. Whenever, whenever Microsoft tries to do like what Apple or Google mm-hmm. does, people give them hell for it. Well, and Microsoft's forte kind of the past few years has been unshackling. Like, literally, like, yeah. we're going to put our Xbox games everywhere. We're going to put our services everywhere. Yeah. It's been the complete opposite. But I do feel like they could integrate it more. And, I, you know, I had conversations with a couple employees at Mixer. And, you know, I, I don't want to say that the staff is like this in general because I, I, I got a small sample. I talked with two Mixer employees. You know, I, I can't say that I know everybody. But they were both kind of... I don't want to say introverted, but they definitely weren't like salesmen. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the other companies sent like really like <laughs> extrovert. And that's yeah. what you would normally say. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, the Mixer employee staff seemed more like, I don't want to use the phrase down to earth because that's not what, I, not what I mean. But like. Low key. Almost like. As the kids say. Yeah, not even that though. Not not like in like a relaxed, chilled out way. Like. Just shy. Kind Like they, they just seemed kind of like. 
disinterested. And this, a loaf. this was their... I asked specifically about opportunities for creators at Mixer. Like, I'm a streamer, you know. Why should I be looking at, at Mixer? Why should I come to Mixer? What opportunity for me is out there? And then how are you... What's What's the strategy to continue to keep Mixer growing? And I got like literally like a 20-minute answer, which is a problem to begin with. If you can't give me your answer in 60 seconds, it's yeah. not really a good answer. Give your, your elevator pitch. But but right. And their their answer was basically, we're really nice people. Like I'm not I'm not even kidding. And and I get what they're saying. Like they were saying like, well when you stream on Mixer and you become one of our partners, we appoint you, like we give you a a, a manager. So anybody you 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 have one on one contact with somebody at Mixer like every, you know, whatever they said, monthly to get updates from the Mixer team, to give, give your feedback on the platform. We will help you try to, like, get sponsorships. And, you know, like, that's cool. Like, that's the, okay. Like, I hear you. But they're, and, you know, I, I'm not trying to string anybody up and say they didn't give me a good answer or, you know, they gave me their answer. But what I was looking for and it's not really their job to give me an answer, but it's like, what is your what is Mixer going to do to continue? What is the direction of the company? What is the direction of the service? You know, how is Mixer going to keep going? How's it going to blow up? How's it going to take on Twitch? How's it going to take on YouTube and and Facebook? And they didn't have an answer, and that's concerning. Yeah. And like you were saying, like maybe it's the leadership because if they don't have an answer. It seems to me like they've made a couple big moves to get these big streamers. Yeah. But that's it. They don't really have much of a plan, which is odd because Phil Spencer has executed with Xbox overall and gaming overall a very deep, elaborate plan. Yeah. Like a vision. Yeah. And it does not seem that that's there for Mixer. And I wonder if Phil will eventually turn his attention over there. He's say, going to have to. Hey, we got to... I mean, they spent so much money over there. They're, they they got to do something. You know, he, well, he, and he was saying that, you know, he's taking personal charge of redoing the Windows Store because everybody hates that. Yeah. So I would think that maybe after Windows Store, Phil says, okay, now, Mixer, we got to do something over here, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, w- I would say that, like, the people were really nice. And I've always thought that about Mixer. Like, they probably have a nice community like like it's much less toxic than twitch but i really walked away kind of concerned like they don't know what they're doing and even their (laughs) even even their booth i was like what are you doing here yeah you know like they had they had a big mixer stream screen going like with fortnite on it and they had tons of people and they were there obviously to get pr to get people to come stream on mixer yeah but I, like, what are you trying to accomplish? Yeah, you know what's funny is when I got home the next day, I hopped on my Xbox and I went to Mixer, mm. you know. I mean, I guess their marketing worked a little bit. Well, it's on the front. Hey, it's on the, yeah. Well, yeah, and, you know, it says, it says, PAX East, mm-hmm. you know, come join our PAX East coverage. All right, that, you know, mm-hmm. I want to see what's going on there today. So I click on it. Nothing happens. Yeah. I click on it again. Nothing happens. You know, like the stream was down or something. Like it was down. <laughs> it I, was like, at all. I was like, I was like, 
God. How does no, this happen? Yes, exactly. Come on. Like, yeah. This is supposed to be your big event. Yeah. You, you know, you, you clearly spent, And they really were front and center. They were yeah, like first thing exactly. when you come down the stairs. You, you spend a lot of money, you're, and then the stream isn't even working. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, this is why. Yeah. This is why you're not gaining any ground, really. Yeah. And that's what I, what I told them after she gave me her answer. And again, like, all due respect to her because she gave me the best answer that she could have. She would talk for a lot longer than she needed to. Most people wouldn't have given it the effort that she gave it to, you know, try to sell me. Um, but what I, what I told her, I said, well, to me, it's pretty obvious is you got to get mixer on other, on other platforms because, you know, you can fire up Twitch on your PS4. You can fire up Twitch on your iPhone. You can fire up Twitch on a million platforms. Same thing with YouTube, same thing with Facebook. There is not a mixer app on PS4 for obvious reasons. There's not a mixer app on Switch. There's not a mixer app in all these places. Like to me, if you're gonna keep growing, you gotta get the service everywhere. It's it's <laughs> it's obvious, you yeah. know. Like you, it, uh, otherwise, you're just gonna be that streaming service that is built into the Xbox. So, yeah, concerning because I've always kind of. Mixer's always kind of been the underdog, but I'm kind, I kind of want to do it. well. Yeah. Well, you know, when it is working, when the streams are working, I think it is. It, I think it has the best picture. I think it has the, the least late, uh, latency. It does. Of any of the services. There's no I've lag. Used. There's yeah. none. So when it's working, like, I'm really impressed. Yeah. It's just they, they haven't really differentiated themselves. No. In a way that makes me go, well, you know, I need to be there. Yeah. I think that's the problem. And, you know, we've been talking about. Now, Twitch is still king of the content because yeah. they've got deals with almost everybody, and it's Amazon. Uh, you know, Caffeine is kind of doing their own thing with, like, the hip-hop-focused streams. Facebook kind of see, be, seems to be focusing on, like, celebrities all of a sudden. What's Mixer doing? Exactly. Exactly. I don't and know. I think, I think, you know, those streaming services that focus on celebrities to differentiate, I think that's smart. Smart. It is. It's a good strategy. Because... You know, having a slightly better picture and slightly less lag can only carry you so far. Right. So you just need you need that other that other thing that really that something new. It, it, you got to deliver content that people want to watch. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. And Shroud and Ninja are certainly stuff that people want to watch, but it's got to go further. So uh, that was pretty much all my specific stories. I, I really enjoyed it. Again, I definitely want to go back next year, but um. Uh, did, you, did you have any other thoughts or any crazy run-ins or weird um, <laughs> whack stuff that you saw? Or? You know, this year I spent a little more time just doing laps and yeah. filming and, you know, taking in the culture of it Yeah. Um, as compared to last year. Last year I was trying to play games, and I yeah. played quite a few games. This year, you know, just taking in the culture a little more. Like, there's, yeah. there's a bunch of little tiny stands that sell, like, gamer mats and stuff. $35 mugs. $35 Wild Bill mugs. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I love this mug, by the way. I, I fully, have you drank out of it yet? I have not drank out of it yet. I don't oh, even know if I ever crying. will drink out of it. But it's really giving me it's ideas. It's immediately going to chill your soda. It, it's really giving me ideas. You know, it's really cool. It's it's, it's gunmetal. Uh, what, what I can't believe is that they you can't. But it's Wild Bill soda. So Matt, literally Matt and I split up. I, I come back, I meet up with Matt, Matt's got this mug in his hand, and it's Wild Bill Soda. 
So I came home and I Google Wild Bill Soda. You can't even buy soda from Wild Bill Soda. <laughs> so I'm so confused. Old-fashioned soda pop. Company. I'm so confused. Yeah, that is a little weird, isn't it? That's a that's a very interesting business strategy. Yeah. Well, and I'll I'll just tell the the listeners. Sorry to get home. off on a tangent. Well, no, no, I'll, I'll tell the listeners at home that. Um, you know, I'm in line, you know, I see all these people at the stand, the wild bills, you know, I see, oh, you know, free, free soda for the entire day. If you buy your mug, I'm like, okay, that sounds great. So there, there's no price tags anywhere mm-hmm. on this stand. So you get in, you hop in line, you're waiting in line, you're waiting in line, you're waiting in line. And then you don't, you really don't know what the price of it is yeah. until you get to there and you know, like they, they ring it up. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a genius. At that um, point, you're already on the hook exactly. pretty, pretty much. And she said $35. I was like, what? You know, like um, that, that's way more than I want to spend for a mug that probably cost you two fifty to make. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you know, I was like, ah, what the hell? I need I need a little bit of swag. Yeah. So here I am with my thirty five dollar tin mug. You know, if I ever get arrested, I can just Come bang collect it, your bail. bang it, bang it against the the rails. <laughs> You're gonna carry it around everywhere you go. Yeah. So, is there anything else though that you if you like any good stories or things that you encountered or, you know, just just random people. You know, I, I really liked some of the random costumes, cosplay. Tom One guy Nook was, was DJing at the fuser yeah, booth. Tom Nook was DJing at at the uh, fuser booth, and uh, there was one guy walking around with a uh, like a whiteboard on his back, and you know. The whole point of it is said right on oh, me. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, so people drew our, you know, it was just little things like that. Yeah. That, that I really appreciated this time. Um, yeah, I, I spent most of the show just filming it. Yeah. Uh, so, you, you know. know I, it didn't hit me until now. But of all the people that are there, th- tens of thousands, every single person that I talked to was, was super nice and yeah. excited. There were, I didn't run in e- either year. Like a single like jerk. Yeah. The entire time. No, me neither. Like it, me neither. it's a cool atmosphere to be. It part is very of. laid back. Everybody is you know just willing to talk. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And a, and a lot of those little littler booths, I, I did ask a few questions of you know like, you know what's what's your business? Like, yeah. Like the gamer mats. Yeah. I thought were really cool. I I I hadn't seen they they they're basically like the old uh, mouse pads yeah but they were huge i don't yeah. even know what you're supposed to do with it honestly but uh, they looked really cool so with specifically shooters usually so there's several different ways to hold your mouse but yeah. some people like to go like low sensitivity so um see i've seen pro players who are really good at this these mats had to they be use like their whole 24 arm. inches they use yeah they use their whole arm and i've oh seen people God. they're really good with it because like i use my my wrist and yeah. my fingers but I, I've seen some of the best because it, it looks like they're it, they look like they're doing art. They're like super yeah. like wow. And it, but that's what it's so for. I I had no idea what it was for. It looked really cool. I mean they had some really nice you know designs. So I spent more time I think talking to like the little booths just because I didn't do that. Last I did year. too. Absolutely. I didn't do that last year. So um, yeah, it was it was a very nice environment. Yeah, for sure. Definitely want to go back next year. And I got thinking you know today I was at the gym. And I was like, you know, it was always my goal that one day I want to be at E3. One day I want to go to E3. And, you know, the way E3's been going, I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe that shouldn't be the goal anymore. Maybe, maybe going to these smaller seasons. shows yeah. is this, you know, I don't know what would be the next closest one, but um, that's that's the world we're living in. And we should give up the E3 dream because it's just, hey, it's impractical to yeah. go all the way over there. But 
Uh, not, I mean, and, take a plane out. Well, I mean, at, at its rate of decline. Yeah, right. That's maybe, what I'm saying. Maybe PAX East like, will be maybe just Maybe it's not even worth it anymore, you know. But the big news right before PAX, this is, this is, I don't know what you want to call it, but it is big news. Is Microsoft kind of like casually on a Monday was just like, oh, oh hey, by the way, here's the Xbox Series X specs. That, so. that 12 teraflop you heard, that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, take it away. Tell me what you made of the specs. I mean, we pretty much knew all these anyway from well, leaks and, you know. You know. Yeah, like you say, we pretty much knew yeah. all of this. The 12 teraflops was obviously the headliner. Yeah, yeah. Because Which that was, nobody knows what that. That means, was but. rumored, but uh, you know, that not confirmed. Yeah. So I thought most of the other stuff had actually been revealed before. I think the other big thing was the smart delivery. Yeah. Wherein um, they'll realize which Xbox you're playing on. And you will download only the stuff that's appropriate for that Xbox. So you save space. Um, I've heard rumors that you'll be able to download and install, like, parts of games, too. Like, if you only want to download multiplayer multiplayer, or single player. If the developers enable it. Yeah. So that's cool. That's that's very next-gen. Yeah. Um, You have the uh, VRR stuff, the uh, variable refresh rate. Um, the solid know. state drive to me is still the best part, and I know yeah. PS5 is going to have one yeah. too, so that's not like it's well, exclusive. And the the fact that you apparently will be able to suspend and rejoin multiple games rather than just one. Yeah. Now that will be, uh, I think that'll be pretty big. Yeah. Um, you know, if if you're waiting to get into say, you know, a multiplayer match, you can hop out, play something, you know, very small and short. Yeah. And then maybe hop. Super meat boy. Yeah. And then just hop back in um, to whatever you're playing. That, like, that'll be neat. Yeah. Um, maybe it won't be that practical, but it'll be neat. Um, feature. Yeah. It's just something that, like, we couldn't do before yeah. that we can do now. Um, but other than that, I can't, you know, it, it was basically by the numbers of what, what yeah. I expected it to be. Super powerful. Oh, yeah. And see, the thing is, it's because we all knew it was coming. It wasn't, like, as surprising. But well, these consoles are getting so powerful. They really right? are. They we're, really we're, are. We're, you know, we're at 8K, 120 FPS. And, and Well, do you remember, if you go back to when... And the, I don't think most games are going to be on When the Xbox One X was revealed, it was six teraflops, which is half yeah. of what, what this yeah. beast is. Which... But yeah, so this is two times more powerful than yeah. the best console we have. And now. and a twenty eighty super is eleven point eight teraflops. Yeah. So almost almost on par. But you know, to me, a console's teraflops are, are significantly stronger than a computer teraflop because because of the optimization. They yeah. know what they're building for. Well, plus you're not you're not running anything else because if you remember when like the, you are in a piece. If you remember when the Xbox One X came out, people were like, "Oh, you know, it can't do 4K gaming. There's no yeah. way it can do 4K gaming." And then it did. That definitely does. Because on the PC with with similar specs, you you can't do 4K gaming really. Do you know how much like a 4K monitor alone costs? Yeah, more than a TV. Yeah, more than a 4K TV. Yeah. So, you know. 12 teraflops on an Xbox is going to be more than 12 teraflops yeah. on PC. Yeah, for sure. Um, there was another announcement shortly thereafter 
that CD Projekt Red kind of just dropped, which I thought this was great news. We've talked about this. Uh, CD Projekt Red said that if you buy Cyberpunk 2077 on Xbox One, you will be able to upgrade it to the Xbox Series X version totally free. And, like, they released this as a public statement. They did. CD Projekt Red did. And what I think is very telling about this, they did not say next-gen consoles. They specified Xbox with no word of the PlayStation 5. That is Which immediately makes me think, maybe you can't do that on PlayStation. Because yeah. if you or, could, they would definitely say or so. Or maybe they're trying to pressure Sony. Could be. Like, could maybe, be. Maybe, yeah, maybe Sony has agreed to this. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they're, they're saying, like, okay, well, then so we're going to go ahead and announce it on Xbox. Sony infamously dragged their feet on crossplay for like a year or two. Yeah. Um, or, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the specifics. I don't know. Maybe, maybe either for some technical reason, you can't do it on Sony's. Yeah. I mean, we don't, I don't know. know. But I, I, it's very interesting that they came out and said this yeah. about Xbox. And, you know, going back to, you know, we talked about this last episode. But we were saying, so, okay, Sony pulled out of PAX, GDC's canceled, Sony's not coming to E3, and we know that manufacturing in China is basically at a standstill. And then that insider who got the Xbox Series X specs dead on said that the PS5 is likely delayed till 2020. Yeah. And we said this last episode, like, this could happen. Yeah. So it really could I, happen. I think um, I think Sony's doing everything they can to, to close the gap yeah. between the the Series X and and PS5. Um, and I think that's probably where the the real delays come yeah. from. And I think Microsoft did some sort of like this with the Xbox One when the PS4 was announced, or just shortly before <clears throat> before it, um, where is, where they. They retune things to just squeeze out just as, you know as much more Why as they Microsoft possibly Microsoft have such a hard time naming their consoles? Something I know. compelling. I know. <laughs> I know. Though I gotta say, series doing series whatever they should have done series X, but if they had just said series five or series K or they something, they should have just called it the Xbox Five. Yeah. They should have just called it the Xbox Five. Yeah. Well. But if they're going to make multiple versions, I get, I get it. But you can do 5S. You can do 5X. You can yeah. do 5XXX. But I, they should have probably just went with Series 5. Yeah. And then you know, been Series fun. 6 and yeah. Series 7 Yeah. Series whatever. Um, anyway. But, yeah, I think that's great news. It's very pro-consumer news. So you don't have to hold back. And it makes sense from CD Projekt Red. They get, they get maximum profit out of this, out of the gate. So... You buy the game day one on Xbox One, you're good for the whole future of the game. Even if you upgrade your console, you're set. So, great uh, great news there for everybody looking forward to Cyberpunk. Uh, so, a confirmed Capcom insider, he's pretty much always right, said that there's tons of big Resident Evil stuff coming over the next year. We know that Resident Evil 3 is one of those games, which has that Project Resistance cooked yeah. in. Yep. But he said there was another AAA Resident Evil game to come in the next year. So it could be eight, could be something else. We don't know. Code Veronica is not being remade. Because you've repeatedly asked this Damn. on this podcast. I like the environment. Code he, he said it's never been started, never been considered. Damn. Not happening. Here's the part that hurts. A new Dino Crisis was in development, started three years ago. 
but it got canned and the franchise is now dead again, going nowhere. Yeah. So depressing. So depressing. Yeah. Especially because. That'd been a nice change of pace. That's what bothers me is that for so for a while they were milking Resident Evil real hard. Yeah. And they yeah. almost I wouldn't say they almost killed it, but between like after four, they spit out five, six. There was all these spinoffs. They had the Resident Evil movies. The Resident Evil was everywhere. Yeah. They almost killed it. Yeah, it's it is sort of oversaturated. So they did. They took their time with seven, which everybody was like, nice. Like they yes. took their time. They did something new. They did something new. So now you got Resident Evil two. Now you got Resident Evil three. Now you got this Project Resistance thing cooked in. Uh, there's. Well, I feel like two is a return to what we what we expect from Resident Evil. But two is not so, even a year old. Yeah. Now we got three. Three. Now they're Which saying I there's feel another like people one. People aren't really as excited for no. it because it's like, uh, you know, it's another Resident Evil. Yeah. One that we've already. Well, played, that's what so I'm of. saying. Is so they've got two. They've got three. They're doing another one apparently, but we can't get one Dino Crisis theme. And like, you could literally just take the Resident Evil 2 engine and make use that to make the new Dino Crisis. And that's what worries me is that they're just going to milk Resident Evil for all it's worth again for the next five years, and then they'll basically run it into the ground again. Uh, even though you thought Resident Evil 5 was somehow a good the best, game, <laughs> the best Resident Evil. Um. But there is an RE3 demo coming soon, so they're trying to get people psyched. But I, I just don't think I can get over this. That Dino Crisis is... It was there. It was in their hands. And now it's gone. Why can they not make the right decision? Like, they're just going to make another Resident Evil. Yeah. But they can't make one Dino Crisis. Nope. That's one too many. I guess That's so. Too... But, you know, it, it seems sort of like... You know how Microsoft has Forza Horizon and then Forza in the mm -hmm. main line? Yeah. It seems like they could have done that with like Just Dino Crisis. Yeah, exactly. Where every like, other year or every and then, third year. And then it would then at least Resident Evil when it feels so can get a rest. Yes. yes. I don't know. It seems like a no brainer to me, but what do I know? So Riot's five v five tax shooter. It's got an official name now. It's Valorant. The Twitter account is real. Uh, some screenshots leaked out. And the, the word is that the NDA for it is up at midnight tonight. Nice. And that we're going to see, well, by the time you hear this, you'll probably have seen it. We'll be getting lots of gameplay and that the beta is going to start soon. So I'm super psyched for this because Riot has, like, they've made League of Legends. They've put a ton into it for a long time. And it's one of the most competitive games in the world. So the fact that they're making a shooter just has all... They're making a fighter, too, by the way. Um, it's just really exciting I think that'll be like a Smash, kind of? The fighter? Yeah. I don't know. I forget who they signed to direct it. They've got another fighting game developed, like the director. I mean, a, a Smash type of game seems more in line with, like... Or do you think it could be more like... Um, oh, what's that Microsoft exclusive? Killer Instinct? No. The other one. Currently? Yes. It just came out. Bleeding Edge? Bleeding Edge. It won't be like Bleeding Edge. It's going to be a traditional fighter. That, that seems more in the vein of the type of game that they would make. Either a Bleeding I think Edge it's or, gonna, or a Smash type I think game. it's going to be 2D for sure. I just um, can't see them doing like a Killer Instinct. That that just seems it's gonna not be, really in it's, their wheelhouse. It's going to be whatever it is, it's going to be super... They're going to be going for eSports. Exactly. So like... 
yeah, either Smash, like Street Fighter, Tekken, yeah. like but something. That, I feel like they're going to go eSports, so they're going to go with something that's more, uh, with a more broad audience. Approachable. Than like, than a, than, yeah, than yeah. a hardcore, like 2D or 3D well, I, fighter. I, th- I think the gameplay will be hardcore, but you'll see the look, yeah, it's going to yeah. be more. And if you look at um, the what we've seen of Valorant, which was formerly called Project A, it kind of has... The, the gameplay is very hardcore. It, it, it is like the gunplay, everybody immediately says Counter-Strike, Counter-Strike, Counter-Strike. If you've seen the way the guns shoot and the way you kill people, yeah. looks the gunplay definitely is Counter-Strike. But there's like Overwatch-type abilities, and the look of it is kind of like stylized, cel-shaded-ish. Not cel-shaded exactly. Yeah. But um, I'm really excited for it. And I th- you, thought, you said it looked interesting. Were you... Saying that in a good way, uh, or like a, I don't like this kind of way. Yeah, not 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 the best of ways. Yeah, it it, it um graphically it it's it's not on par with like say Overwatch. Yeah, it's just not. Yeah, uh, style the style that yeah. isn't it's not in the same league as like an Overwatch. Yeah. Um, but then again, I, I am thankful a little bit for that because it does look a little more Counter Strike ish yeah. than Overwatch, which is good. Which is good for me. Yeah. I, I don't like. I can't do Overwatch. I, I think the thing, if they're going eSports, which this is their forte, they're definitely going to. Yeah. To me, you want a, that simplistic style. You don't want yeah. visual Something clutter. Something that can run really, really strong. Dr. Disrespect, who's our next subject of discussion, has been playing Overwatch this week. Yeah. And he's been liking parts of it. But he constantly complains about all the visual effects. Like, I can't see what's going on on my own screen because there's so many. Then it is. There's bright colors and yeah. boom, f- f- splashes and sounds, like music playing. Like, yeah. Well, that's and, how I feel about, that's how I feel about uh, Fortnite. Yeah. 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 Same, same, same thing. Yeah. Like, just, there's so much happening on my screen. Like, this is not a competitive game. That's what he's saying. His opinion. You know. Um, but. We'll see. So, yeah, I kind of like that, like, stripped down. I just want it to run super fast, yeah. be super responsive. And that's what I figured and, they were going for. Yeah. So, Dr. Disrespect and WWE and Twitch have been hyping some type of collaboration. So, The Undertaker has interrupted Dr. Disrespect's stream several times. Yeah. Like, his image comes through, and he's actually talking. Oh, that's cool. To Dr. Disrespect. Yeah. And he, like, called him on the phone one day, and he's, like, threatening him. And everybody's been wondering, like, what's this leading to? Because all of them, it says hashtag ad on it every time. So somebody's paying somebody. And I've been trying to figure out, like, where is this going? Like, there's obviously something that they're building up to. Yeah. And I think I got it figured out. What do you think it is? I think I got it figured out. So at first I thought, like, maybe he was... Because it makes sense for him. I thought maybe he was just going to make like a guest appearance in WWE because it makes sense for WWE. They get gamers to watch WWE. Maybe yeah. you get interested. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, there's probably a high, you know, overlap of, exactly. of the audience. His so. type of... His style. Yeah. So first I thought it was that. But then when I saw Twitch actually promoting it, and like having a hashtag ad on it. Yeah. Like, okay, then Twitch and WWE have exchanged money of some kind. They've signed a contract. Yeah. So what I think, kind of like how NFL does, there's Thursday night football games, the broadcasts on Twitch. I think you're going to see WWE broadcasts, like, let's just use Raw as an example, yeah. Monday Night Raw. 
on Twitch. And it would be a brilliant move. Yeah. Because it's to a new demographic. And I think you're right. Like I was thinking that as you were as you were setting that up, I was thinking that's probably where they're gonna go. Yeah. That or I mean, like, yeah, that's gotta be where they're heading with it. And, and that that's a good idea. Yeah, it is. That's a good idea. Because they're failing to attract young fans. Yeah. And, but and Twitch it, has what? A young audience. And it would be good, yeah. I mean, it's just where the their audience is now. Yeah. And just to give them that, that social experience of while watching it. Yeah, like being that's able true, to too. Comment. Being able to talk. Um, I think you might see Dr. Disrespect being paid to, to be like a commentator. Well, you know, when you see... Oh, yeah. I mean, that'd be... Not, in the, not at the event, yeah, yeah, but he's outside. watching it yeah. on his stream. Like, and, reacting and, to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, now, that would be interesting. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we know, we know, just look at the XFL, Vince McMahon, if there's one thing he knows, it, it's like, you gotta, it, it, it's present, presentation. Yeah. Presentation is sort of king. Yeah. And so he's always looking for a way to change how it's presented. Yeah. You know, he, a lot of his changes in the original XFL worked their way over the NFL. I got a feeling a lot of the changes he's made for this new XFL are going to work its way over the NFL. Yeah. Because it's just smart. Yeah. It's, 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 it's enhancing, you know, the experience. And so it doesn't surprise me that, you know, maybe they're going to lead the way in this way. And I don't, I don't think it'd be that surprising to see others follow suit. Like, yeah. You know, sports and yeah. whatever. I think so too. I, I I think we're just gonna continue seeing wars. Like, you know, the NHL will sign a deal with YouTube to have whatever one yeah. game a week streamed on YouTube. You know, like whatever. If, if they go that extra step and they have Doctor Disrespect sort of being an announcer, um, Tim the Tatman. I know you don't know him, but he's one of Twitch's. He's a guy from Syracuse, and he's one of the biggest Twitch streamers. And he's a huge football fan. Yeah. He does that. He commentates the Thursday night football I mean, I, games I on Twitch. Them. Yeah. Oh, does he really? Yeah. So wow. so people, they feel like they're watching the, the game wow. with Tim the Tat Man. Yeah. Because yeah, he's... Is that an official thing or is that just something he does? I'm not sure. I guess I'm not sure. Something. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if... But they could use that as a model. in the show itself, they, they sort of like... You know how you know the NFL has a guy on the field? And yeah. They, and they... You know, they go down and they talk to him every, yeah. every once in a while. Like, yeah. they get his opinion of what's going on down yeah. there. I wouldn't be surprised if you see sort of the reverse where, you know, the, the guy's doing the play-by-play. Like, you know, during, during like, a break in the mm-hmm. matches, go go out to Dr. Disrespect yeah. and, you know, like. Yeah. Because you know, they got to give him some type of cross yeah, promotion, like too. They, they actually, or just pay him. Yeah, they, they sort of actually acknowledge him during yeah. the show. Yeah. Like, no, that would be interesting. You know, I heard something. I've been listening to it. I'm really into all this stuff. So I, I'm constantly listening to uh, stuff about business and content creation and entrepreneurship and, you know, all society, the Internet, culture. I heard a guy make a really interesting point, which which is what led me to this thought that WWE is going to do this. He mentioned that history has proven that any sport that has gone to a model that... that um, like paywalls off content yeah. has a very clear and almost immediate drop in popularity. He, oh. he, he said, I mean, it's, he said, look at, he took it back. He said, look at boxing. When, yes. when Mike Tyson was on cable television, boxing was king. When it went to pay-per-view, boxing, nobody talks about boxing. Yeah, gone. MMA, gone. MMA the last few years has had a decline in popularity 
because they have that subscription service now. Yeah. So that's paywalled itself off. And he mentioned baseball. Baseball apparently has some subscription service now, and certain games are only on. And, yeah. and baseballs, or maybe it was the NHL. No, I think it was baseball. He he said that's been declining. But he said, so he said, so think about you're you're a young kid. You're riding to school. You got your phone. You got your iPad in the morning. You can't watch the MMA match from the night before. Yeah. You have no access. So you're never going to become an MMA fan. But what you can do, what, you, what can you do? Well, you can pull open Twitch and you can watch whatever's on Twitch yeah. for free. Yeah. So any, and th- then I was like, yeah, it's so obvious. Like, he's right. Like, you got to put, to gain new fans, you have to put your stuff out there for free somehow. Yeah, exactly. And, and as you were saying that, I was thinking about the NFL and how it's sort of on ABC, CBS, mm-hmm. NBC. But those are all declining, you mm-hmm. know. And, and so I feel like sports leagues and, and everyone in general, they're in this awkward place where, you know, like where it used to be ABC, CBS, and NBC, now it's Twitter, Twitch, and, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah. wherever, where Facebook. Yeah. Um where you can just hop on there for free yeah. and watch. No matter stuff. where you are. Yeah, and watch stuff. From the bar, from your girlfriend's yeah. house, yeah. from so, your So car. they're going to be in this awkward place where they're going to have to sort of transition away from you know, regular television stations to yeah. Twitter, Twitch, yeah. Facebook. Yeah, and, and I think as the streamers have, have, you know, we've had these streaming wars with them signing streamers, I think you're going to see all these platforms have wars with signing bigger content yeah. deals. Like we're going to have NFL, but we're going to have NHL and, and, and we're going to have WWE. It's funny because up until now, Amazon is really focused, like putting sports into their prime video. Mm-hmm. But I think that's wrong. I think, I think they'd be much better off putting sports into Twitch. Yeah, I think you're right. Where it's free, you know, there's, there's, there's a way for people to interact with each other during the game. Amazon, despite the fact Twitch is still king, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. But but despite that, Twitch has had what do they call it? Like first 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 movers advantage yeah. or whatever. First mover. Yeah. They've got that, no doubt. But Amazon doesn't seem to know how to really manage Twitch that well. Like, no. Like the, it it, it no. kind of seems like they're like very successful child but very successful bastard child like yeah. like they don't know what they've gotten themselves into it's almost even. well i i sort of wonder if if amazon in the reverse of microsoft remember how microsoft is going to open uh tv studios they're going to go big yeah. in the tv that's how we got and then also uh, yeah we, the xbox one. quantum well we got quantum break yeah. and then they they aborted all that yeah they said no that's that's too much money we, we don't really believe in it yeah I think Amazon did well, the reverse. Don Matrick. Because <laughs> Amazon started to gear up to really enter the gaming space, and then nothing. And yeah. Like nothing came of it. Yeah. They've and got, I, like, a, an MMO in development. And I think Twitch is sort of, it was probably a, a byproduct of that. Like when yeah. They were, like, because they, they bought Double Helix there, who made who yep. made Killer Instinct yep. originally. They bought several developers. Yeah. And then nothing ever came of it. Yeah. They never did anything with them. Like, not really. They've got that MMO. It's called like New Frontier or something. Yeah. It's not out yet. Yeah. But, you know, so I, I me, just feel like it's sort of the reverse where they, they they hopped in and then realized, oh, shit, this isn't where so, we want to be. So Twitch is already doing 
if you subscribe to Amazon Prime, you get Twitch Prime for free. Yeah. And they do like the this many games for free a month, and you download them as part of the Twitch app. Yeah. Where Twitch should go, and we're talking about all these subscription services and streaming services, is you can go to Twitch and you can just play games literally through Twitch, like yeah. in your browser. Yeah. Streaming. That's where they should go. Yeah. So not only to offer can you watch stuff, but you can actually play stuff just by going yeah. to our website. And I see like NBA League Pass in, on Prime Video and stuff like that. And I just think to myself, just like boxing, like, no, that's not where you want to be. You want to yeah. be on Twitch. You want to be on Twitter. Yeah. You want to be right. You know, like where, where it's free, where because that exposure is, is more important. Well, and that's where the young that's where the young audience exactly. is. Exactly. And you know the same guy. You need to make the them same, a fan for life. Yes. The same guy who was and they don't have money. saying that stuff that you know yeah. I was saying about the decline, is he was saying, Well, okay, great, you've got all these fans that are forty to sixty, but what happens when those fans are dead? Yeah. You're dead. Exactly. If you don't make new fans, you're dead. Like, well that's why the, that's why like the, the target demographic is like eighteen to thirty four or yeah. whatever. Because yeah. after that, you know, like kids stuff like that you know like people's attentions just turn away mostly. yeah so so different gems like and, different and, things and the 18 to 34 they're on twitter they're on twitch yeah. they're not they're not actively engaged yeah with media so i think that's where they want to be and that's where they should be they shouldn't they should shy away because i know like amazon's trying to get stuff on prime video but yeah that's not where you want to be what do you uh why don't you tell the world what you think about Goldberg being the new WWE champion? Oh, God. You know, it's funny. When, when I was a kid, I was all about Goldberg. Yeah. Goldberg. Goldberg. Now, though, God, he is just, <laughs> he is, God, he's insufferable. He, he, he just. Well, on one hand, you give people, like, like I, I say, like, well, you know, I, I give these guys credit because they're st- for their age, they're in incredible shape. And they're out there busting themselves up you know they're they're dedicated and i respect that but at the same time like you said like guys are past your prime like well let me just tell you this i've seen interviews with goldberg yeah outside the ring yeah goldberg is one of those guys who really believes he's what he is yeah what he is in the ring and it's it's just like oh god yeah (laughs) like it's so embarrassing. He doesn't strike me as the smartest guy in the world. Oh, God, it's terrible. Um, my one employee who was an amateur professional wrestler told me the Undertaker wrestled the other night in, Sa- in Saudi Arabia. He, he's, you know, he had that going away, man. Yeah. He where where he left his it. hat and stuff in the ring. Yeah. And, and by coming back, he's just keeping. But, I, I mean, think he has some contractual obligation. I was going to say, what o- what other choices does WWE really Plus, have? they need the talent. Yeah. I mean, they, they just have nobody. Right. right. That's what I mean. They need it's just, that recognition. It's so mind blowing how bad things have gotten. But um, <laughs> he said that it was pretty obvious. Uh, Undertoker. Undertoker. Undertaker <laughs> chokeslammed somebody. But he said it was such, it was the worst, like one of the worst things that he had seen because he said uh, one or both of them, so either Undertaker or the guy he chokeslammed mistimed it. So the guy jumped before Undertaker even like raised his arm up or Undertaker, you know, timed it wrong. So the guy like, the guy was like going up and he had jumped, like, it it was totally like, obviously like, Totally fake. Yeah, like yeah. that did not. <laughs> I've been hearing that about the Undertaker matches, you know, in the back end of his career, where 
or you know, guys are obviously jumping because he can't yeah, lift. But but you know, like, but he didn't even like sell it. It was like the guy jumped and was like falling, and Undertaker still hadn't like gone through. <laughs> so I don't know, poor guy. It's not yeah. his fault. Yeah, at time is a cruel master. I'll tell you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I said, I give him credit for you know keeping with it for as long as he has. Tell me about your. Tell the world how you feel about. Carnage and Venom too. Oh my god! Talk <laughs> about clown shoes. So the, fir- <laughs> I mean, if the first pro- image of Woody Harrelson is well, what's the guy's name? The, Cletus. Car- Cletus Cassidy. Who is Carnage? Yeah. And he's in Venom too. Is out. So you take it from there. Well, I'll say this: his haircut really says Cletus, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it does. It, when you see that haircut, you you think this guy's name is Cletus. Um, but God, uh, God, Sony, please. Apple, somebody. Cancel it. Somebody buy Apple so this nightmare can end. Um, What's Apple involved with? What's Apple's involved with? Well, supposedly Apple's going to buy Sony Studios. Oh, okay. Uh, that that was the rumor. Okay. It's still circulating. I mean, supposedly Apple's either going to buy Sony or MGM. Okay. Or maybe even both. Who knows? Um, but if Sony buys, or I mean, if Apple buys Sony, then... Due to the contract with Spider-Man, yeah, all the rights revert to Marvel. So, so the nightmare ends if Apple buys Sony. Please, please. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's just when you look at the Venom movies, it's like two. It's it's still 2001. To them. It is. Like it is. They don't get it. it like and that's why people were so terrified of Spider-Man going back to I Sony. Mean, on the one hand, it's 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 kind of cute that like. It's all, or really, it's sort of like 1987. It's like a throwback. It's like 1987 Batman, yeah, where like they try to recreate 100% whatever is on the, the comic book page. Yeah. And it's like, Doesn't no, work. that's not what people are looking not for anymore. anymore. Yeah. You know, like, don't do that. Like, he, yeah, he looks like the Cletus Cassidy on the comic book page, but, but and it, it just doesn't book, look. It works. Yeah. And it, it, and, you know, the character from 1991 or whatever. Plus, it's a recognizable actor who's dressed like that. Yeah. So it's like, this isn't, it's Woody Harrelson dressed as a clown. This isn't how anybody out on the streets looks in, no. tw- in 2020. No. This isn't, you know, like, so what are you doing? Yeah. It's so bad. It's so bad. And this is why, like, you know, people were, like, concerned about the way, like, Robert Pattinson looks as, as Batman. And it's like, yeah. well, you don't like that, but you can pretty be sure, you can be pretty sure it's probably going to be a good movie. You know, yeah. it's got a good director. They've got good actors and actresses lined up, so on and so forth. If you look at this, it's like you're worried I'm about nervous. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> you need to be worried about this. Well, did you see the first movie? No. Garbage. Oh, I know. I couldn't bring myself to watch it. I mean, I'm a huge Venom fan as a child. I'm a massive. As Venom. a child, he was my favorite. The, the most expensive comic book I own is, you know, the, the Spider-Man 300, where yeah. Venom makes his first appearance. So I'm a huge. I've always been a huge Venom fan. Yeah. Like, it, it was, how could you not? Like it was that? so bizarre to me when I found out that the older generations hate Venom. Yeah. Like he's know, not like, pure. Like Brian Bendis. Yeah. He hates him. He, he hates Venom. Well, I was like, how can you hate Venom? He's what's like, his name? Ramai. There didn't even like want yeah, nothing to do Sam with him. Ramy. Yep. Um. So like the older generation, they just don't get it. Like, but for me, it's like, how can you not get it? He's like Spider-Man in reverse. You want to hear? He hates Spider-Man. Here's a story from Pax for you. Uh, when I was talking to somebody in a Devolver booth, we were talking. We got talking about like taking old things and getting rid of them. Like ah, I don't need this anymore, and, and saving, yeah. holding. Like what do you hold on to? What do you get rid of? Just random conversation. And the guy's like, "Man, 
I was so sure that I had an item that it was gonna be valuable. I was so sure. I have. He's like, I have the first issue, Spawn number one. He's like, I own it. I bought it when it first came out. It's in perfect condition. He's. I saved it all these years, and guess what? It's not worth shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually a little surprised. That's what I. Well, I think it's just Spawn as a character, which made me think even more that it would be worth more because it's kind of niche. Yeah, well, I got a feeling the issue with that is that Spawn number one came out during the absolute height of like people like buying stuff, buying comic books and yeah. all their like stocks. Yeah. So like, there's probably like yeah, he 10, became really hot. There's really probably quick. like ten million comics of that, yeah. and they're probably all perfectly preserved. Yeah. Which creates the issue that like yeah. it's, it's not really a scarce. He, he, he said it's worth like three dollars. Yeah, <laughs> just like probably the cover price. So he, he, I mean, that was probably the absolute worst time to buy a number one yeah. because there's probably ten million copies. Just yeah, like it. that's just a funny story. Um, so is this Iger? Is that how you say that? I've never Bob been Iger, sure. Yeah. The CEO of Disney is stepping down, which uh, is a really Bob, big deal. Well, and Bob Iger, yeah, he's been the boss. Disney for a owns. Long time. Marvel, ESPN, yeah. uh, you name it. Yeah. Star Wars. Basically, your entire uh, childhood. Yeah. So, how long has he been CEO? Uh, a long time. Because what I, I heard... At least probably like 10, 15 years at least. I heard that basically he's walking away because... Disney Plus has become a success, and he wants to walk away with that. Like a success. He wants to go out on top. I did it. I'm good. But I got thinking, like, was Marvel, was MCU under him, too? Yeah. So, I mean, that alone, like, this guy's super, insanely yeah. successful. I mean, well, ask a Star Wars fan, maybe they, they'll disagree, but... Yeah, I mean, he he's, he had some hits. And they some all misses. do. All, we all do. Um, but, I mean, you know, like, Hulu was under him, and... Um, yeah. I think... I think it was very strong um, getting Hulu and Marvel, obviously. I think Marvel's, Star Wars yeah. Star Wars is really honestly looking like a bit of a mess. Yeah, well, definitely. And uh, Buying it was not a mess. And ESPN has really declined. In the long run, that will probably pay off. ESPN has really declined, yeah. um, I think, under his watch. Well, the, I, I'm, this is stuck in my head now, that ESPN Plus thing. Any, I'm telling you, I'm, uh, when you think about it, like any service. So, yeah, I mean... Any any service that puts up a paywall, or you know, it they start to decline, and that's what ESPN has been doing. And that's like to your point, they probably declined over the last year or two. Uh, you know, I think it runs a little Even bit more than it that. runs a little bit deeper than just the paywall talent, stuff. Talent, talent as well. Yes, yeah. I mean they they they've almost had the same thing with the WWE, where yeah. for whatever reason they're just. They're, they're not getting this. They're, base, they're, they're basically Stephen A. Smith at this point, yeah. literally. Well, I think, you know, that that really might be it, um, is that back in the day, there was only ESPN. Like, yeah, there was yeah. ESPN, and there was nothing else. That was the sports network. Yeah, there really wasn't anything else, no. which is really bizarre when no. you think about it. Um, but now there's Fox Sports, there's NBC Sports, there's CBS Sports. It was sports, a big deal when I was a kid that there was a 24-7 Sports, sports station, yeah. yeah, and it that was, was a big it was, deal. It was glorious. It was, it was like, I it was remember, like MTV. Right? I remember my father and my grandfather watching the same. It was like all morning they did sports news, and it was like yeah. an hour long program. They yeah. watched the same one over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This that, 
because the commentary, like Stuart Scott yeah, and oh, those guys were so, so good. good. Yeah, Chris Berman and so good. You could Kenny listen, Yeah, you and, could listen to the same thing over yeah. and over just because they're so funny and witty and yeah, plus so good. Plus, it wasn't like it's not like today where you can see the same clip a million times on your phone, on YouTube, on Twitter, TikTok. You would see that dunk once during the ESPN highlight show, during the morning ESPN, and you'd want to see it again. So you'd sit there and you'd watch to see that touchdown catch again. Yeah. Because you had, that was the only way yeah, you had to see it. that's true. You had that's to wa- wait for the show to You're play right. it again. So maybe maybe like even YouTube is sort of yeah. eaten into their – but, you know, like, like I, I messaged you today, um, or maybe it was yesterday, Tony Romo's getting $20 million from CBS. Yeah. Like, you know. ESPN wanted him. They're gonna pay good money. Yeah. I don't know. They're obviously not twenty million, <laughs> but um, so he would have been on ESPN. Yeah. In years past, but he ain't gonna be on ESPN now. I so. saw. I saw someone bring up the point that Tony Romo is getting paid more to talk about Dak Prescott than Dak Prescott is being Dak Prescott. Oh, <laughs> it's true. It is true. It's totally true. I, and I think most I just, there's only like. I think there's only like nine players in the NFL that make more than like fifteen million a year or something like yeah. that. So Romo's making more, literally, yeah, as a commentator. Yeah, than probably most NFL players. Yeah, it's really crazy. Good, good for him. That's nice. Yeah, thing. I mean, yeah. that was that. You could tell when he retired, it's a really hard decision. You know, for it's him. funny. I remember, and now he's probably like, "This is the I best remember, thing I, I ever did." I remember when he first started. People were like, "Oh, I don't know. He's he's kind of obnoxious." He's, yeah, you know, like yeah. I remember hearing that too. And he then, sucks. He yeah, sucks. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. stand oh, yeah. him. I can't. I, stand I remember him. a lot of people didn't like him at first. Yeah. And now, like everyone's like, "I can't live without him." Flipped like that. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, well, they were all like, "How does he? He always gets it right." Is yeah. What they're saying. Well, like, that, he I can, think that was it. I think the fact that he could predict the plays that really became his. His differentiator. Yeah. His knowledge of the of, Yeah. Being able to predict what's yeah. gonna happen next, that really seemed to sell people as to okay, like he knows what he's talking about. Right. I, I, and just the way he talks, he's, yeah. he's he's easy to listen to. Yeah. I mean he was always a really likable guy, I thought. He's kinda of like the guy next door. Like, yeah. Yeah. Didn't have an ego problem. Yeah, he's just very laid back. Yeah. He likes football, we're gonna talk football. He played his heart out. Which I mean, what more do you want when you're yeah. watching football? All right, so there's only four Godspeed stories. We'll burn right through them. Uh, Jump King is coming to console this year. Have you seen this game? No. It's an old-school platformer, 2D, and it's super brutal. Like, I think you can fall. So it, it's a really long game, and I think you can literally fall, like, all the way back to literally the beginning. Like, it's vertical. Excellent. And I think you can live. <laughs> this is the type of difficulty that doesn't exist in today's game. Uh, very punishing from what I understand. Um, Harmonic announces Fuser, a brand new music game set to release in 2020 that we saw an enormous booth for. They just announced it and it was it had a huge booth. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, playing some sick beats. But could um, you tell what the hell was going on? We no. even asked the that random guy tried to yeah, tell us what was going. And, on. I went, you know, when I got home, I looked it up. But they're mixing the tracks. I or... looked it up, and yeah, you know, it's kind of cool. The commercial sort of presented it as though you could take the tracks that you mixed with you yeah. and like listen to it. Yeah. But I, I found no evidence that that's true yet. But that I think that would be now that would set that game at a different level. Yeah. If, if you could like take the music that you make, I would still say that you'd have an easier time just finding the the work that other people have already done on no, YouTube. No, but you know like 
I'm not going to spend the, game, the time the doing it. The game gives myself. you like four selections. Yeah. And um, you, you can take like you can take the music, you can take the I don't know, like the, the lyrics, the the bass or something, and some other option. So you 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 sort of break the song apart like yeah. into four selections like that, and then you can select you know like what you want from each song. So you can have you can have the music from two, and then the lyrics from two, I guess, if you want to do that for some yeah. reason. So I mean, it, it breaks it down to a manageable level where you People can make do that some, on YouTube. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it gives you not, the option. I'd rather not put in. The it's kind of like dreams. I'd rather not put in the work. It's kind of like dreams. Yeah, for me. I get what you're saying. That's cool. Yeah. Like they're they're making it easy to do. To me though, if they don't allow you to take like those, yeah the stuff you created with you, yeah, if, you need to be able to upload like it. Like the commercial sort of imply that that would happen. So I really Let's hope see. that happens. Yeah. Maybe music games will make a comeback. Yeah, I think that's... They the were way. all the rage when we were in college. Rock band, I mean, guitar if you can't, hero... If you can't take your creations with you, I don't understand the point of this yeah. game. And it will flop hard. Destiny 2 is binging, binging, bringing back the fan favorite sweaty old Trials of Osiris mode, which is a lot of people happy. I know you care nothing about this, nope. so we'll just move on. Oh, uh, yeah, it's my turn. Uh, Laditech and Herman Miller announced... <laughs> Furniture-like for gamers. Furniture line. Sorry, I misspelled it. Um, would you buy gaming furniture? Game. What was a gaming furniture, couch gonna furniture be? Furniture-like for gamers. Like, is that what it's called? Furniture-like. Line. Line. Oh, just a line of oh, furniture. Okay, I chose. The I was word. like, well, okay. So um, they'll literally be like couches, maybe even like beds. Like what? What is this gonna be? Is it gonna be like in the shapes of controllers? Is the, well, that's they haven't shown a thing. Is we it gonna be specially molded to like hold you up while you play? Herman Miller is a furniture company. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, gaming chairs are obviously really well, popular, that, but I don't think that's what they're getting into because there's so much competition there. Why would they? Yeah, I don't uh, know. Plus, Logitech probably already has gaming Who had, chairs. Did you see that? Did you see that recliner? They had like the monitor. Um, no. I think I was over by the fuser booth. It had, I went you nowhere like, near you like, that thing. You recline, and it has like a monitor, like, you know, I don't know, 30-inch monitor. And so you recline, and you got this huge monitor, and it's got like a, a I don't know, something for your keyboard. Yeah. Like, it, it was crazy, but it was so cool. I I should have asked how much it was. I, I don't. I probably don't want to know. But. That just reminded me of one more PAX East story, and I don't know if this is how <laughs> I saw this game. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say the name even because I, I'll feel bad probably. But there was nobody playing it at the time. Kind of like my Biomutant story. Yeah. Uh, so I walked up to it. It was an indie game. It looked kind of cool. The art for it looked cool in the promo image. Yeah. So I went up and started playing it. And they had like a mobile controller playing it. It was like a side-scrolling beat-em-up. I played it for maybe like 45 seconds. I was kind of like, this game kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and I turned around. And I started. So I started to walk away. And there was three guys like standing in like a hu- like a huddle like looking looking over at me like like this and I kind of wondered <laughs> like, like are these the devs yeah. that are now like like oh shit <laughs> yeah you know our game's not good now guys. that you tell this story it reminds me of a story about I, I saw over in the like over off to the sides is where the really tiny yeah like stuff like yeah. usually usually it's probably just, like a cheaper booth usually it's just you know, like the gamer mats. Board games. Little, little trinket stuff. Yeah. But the really tiny independent devs are also mixed in over there. And there was this one game, and I can't think of what it's called even right now, and there, there were two people there, and they had to be the devs because, like, their booth was, like, the size of your, like, 
locker in high school. Yeah. And and nobody, everybody's just walking by this game, and I was like, oh, I got to stop and play it. But yeah, you know, I was filming at that point. Yeah. And I was, I meant Felt to go bad. back to it, and I, now I feel bad because I never went back. It's like nobody was stopping and playing, and the right. game really didn't. I can't even think of what those it was outer playing. edges are definitely. I'm, I'm gonna have to check the footage. I'm sure. It's, yeah. I'm sure it's on the footage. Um, that's what was good about my live stream is that there were a couple games when I was doing it that I was like, oh, I want to check that, and I yeah, home, and I could flip back to it. I never got back to it, so. Whoever you devs are, whatever your game was, I'm sorry. I really meant to play. It, it honestly looked kind of good. What um, I still can't figure out is how the Animal Crossing booth was so popular. Well, there's nothing. There's lack of competition for AAA games, really. It's not a AAA game. It's a game from right. 2003. Quadruple. It's a game from you, 2003. You the hell out of I did. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. It's the same damn game. I played it in 2003. No. Yes, it is. You probably put like 200 hours into that. At least. Yeah, probably more. Yeah. I watched people stand in line for hours. The line was capped to get your photo next to like that Animal Crossing tree. Yeah. What are you doing, people? <laughs> like, Well, did you notice? Like, I, I was looking back through some of my pictures yeah. that I took. Did you notice that? Basically, every single person in that line was like a 30-something-year-old man. No. When this game looks like... Like, if you show the it's game for to children. Somebody, yeah, if you show the game to somebody on the street, they're going to say, like, oh, that's a nice game for, like, a five-year-old. Yeah. And then in that line was just nothing but 30 to 40-year-old men. There was a huge mass of people not even in line just watching it. Yeah. And, I, and at one point, I heard them go, go oh, yeah. like they were watching, like, Smash or something. And yeah. I'm like... What yeah. are you watching over there? What, like, did Tom Nook trip and yeah. fall? <laughs> like, what action-packed event could yeah, happen? Yeah, right. Animal Crossing. Right. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm addicted. I, I got it on 3D. Awesome. The radishes. I played probably at least 40 or 50 hours. So so this guy over here, who constantly talks up the Switch as the greatest console ever, blah, 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 blah. I talk, I talk down about coming. it. I bring my Switch, I touch it for the first time in months, to bring it with me on, <laughs> on the road, and I'm playing Cadence of Hyrule. Meanwhile, he leaves his at home, but he's playing Animal Crossing on the 3DS from 2000, I don't know, 11. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, no, 12. Uh, that was a good guess, though. 2011, I was yeah. close. 12. Um, uh, no, let's face it, the Switch isn't as portable as a 3DS. No, it's not. It, it, maybe the Switch Lite is approaching that, but... Um, yeah, the, the, and you know, there's no Animal Crossing on the Switch yet, but they're gonna fix that. Well, that leads me into my next point. We're in March now, there's a lot of good games coming out in March. We've got Doom Eternal, Animal Crossing, Bleeding Edge, the Call of Duty Battle Royale Warzone, most likely, Diabotical. It's a new Quake like game, check it out. And I put this one on there because I'm a huge, uh, Battle Royale fan. It's called Bomber Grounds Royale. It's basically like Bomberman, but Battle Royale. Yeah, as long as it's got Royale in its name. I'm I'm sold. It's going to get a name dropped on this show. I'm sold. All right, so that's the the PAX East bestowed. I I don't don't know how I say that. The PAX East wrap-up. Yeah, we'll probably be telling stories from it for weeks. The the post-game episode. Yeah. So that's it for episode 80. So we'll see you next week for 81. If we don't... Get coronavirus out, I guess. Maybe if we get yeah. quarantined, we'll get quarantined yeah. in the same that's, that's building. And we'll be doing episodes the every day. Quarantine episodes. <laughs> there you go. Well, we're reporting live from 
the east wing of the hospital. From Broome County Prison. I guess we shouldn't laugh because who knows that could be our might, future. Might, yeah, you might want to ask how we're making light of <laughs> coronavirus. Uh, all right. Make sure you head Let's, to uh, uh, lame.com <laughs> to listen to the episode. Birds. Peace.